Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two times Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one, the only, looking a little bit more warm today, a little bit less cuddly and a nice jacket, the one and only Tony Casillas. TC, what up? You know, I'm just thankful. I, I know there's a lot of people that are still experiencing ramifications of the Valentine's uh, you know, snow winter again. And I'm just very fortunate that. Uh, I'm not freezing as you, as you uh, alluded to, because man, I tell you what, last, this time last week, I don't, I mean, there was a differential on probably 60 degrees temperature wise. So I am warm back in my office and uh, not, I don't have my little uh, portable heater back here. So I'm good, man. That's good to know. Um, Good to know. Indeed. Yeah. And we certainly hope anybody who's dealing with um, lasting impact from the freeze is, uh, is getting everything as normalized as they can. Obviously it was a long week. Um, But if if you thought that long times were behind us, Tony, and and that's a a much more serious thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, (laughs) But you know, we got uh, in light of, we got a little, we have to have some fun. And I think there was all these memes, you know, just uh, if you, it was something related to the, the Texas weather. Right. He said, if you if you uh, if you want to wait till the weather to change in Texas, just have a beer and uh, on your next round, it'll 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 change. But uh, yeah, it's reference to that. But yeah, I, you know, you're right. It's as serious as it is. There's other things that really just kind of uplift the spirits and and, we'll, and we get through the channel and get through all the stuff. To that point, um, I know it was much later in the week, but I played golf on Saturday. And when I started the round, I mean, <laughs> it was it was warm. Like I played in shorts and a polo. And, and by, I had taken a little half zip with me in the cart and like, oh, you know, it might get chilly by the end of the round. I was freezing. I mean, you know, and it was, it was affecting my swing and, you know, I didn't finish strong. So I blamed it on the cold. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, um, that's the beautiful state of Texas for you. But, uh, but yeah, so today, Tony, and really everything for maybe the rest of our lives is all about Dak Prescott. Um, today we're talking on Tuesday, February 23rd. This is a significant day because it's the because it is the opening of the franchise tag window in the NFL. What does that mean? Because uh, I'm sure there are some people who don't know, and and you know maybe it's one of those things like you don't want to ask, you know, you because you feel the pressure to implicitly know. Mm-hmm. What it means is starting today, NFL teams can place the franchise tag on any player that they choose to do so who has an expiring contract. They have 
until March 9th to do so. If they don't tag anybody by March 9th, those players will become free agents. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys have a contract situation to work out with Dak Prescott. And so if they can't get a deal worked out with him by March 9th, they will very, very, very likely tag him. That tag value for 2021, because he was tagged last year, is Mm $37.7 million. Dak Prescott made $31.4 million last year on the tag and unfortunately didn't make it through week five. And so the Cowboys now, Tony, if they are going to tag Dak Prescott, will not do it until March 9th. They're not going to waste time. Um, It was reported on Monday by ESPN that there have been negotiations recently between Dak and the Cowboys, although considering this is the third offseason in a row where they've been able to do something, I would be shocked if there hadn't been any negotiations. Um, But this is this is the, the biggest story in the NFL right now. And so are you sick of it? Are you annoyed? Are you, are you frustrated? I mean, like, what, what, how's Tony Casillas feeling in the old Corazon? Well, I, I think that they should have had something done to this point. And yeah, I even read something on social media that they may not be able to afford the salary cap, which went up to $180 million for this year that they may not even be able to afford the franchise tag. And they're going to have like to yes, do some stuff to make room. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to chant you know, some guys restructure contracts and create some space, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But it just seems like yesterday we're having this conversation. I mean, it's about this time. And when, you know, they have actually till June to you know, for the franchise. July, chat. July 15th is the deadline or else you would have to play the year out on the tag. Right. Right. So there's a lot of time, but I thought, I think everyone thought to this point, at this point that he'd already have his contract, uh, done and 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 look i think it all changed uh, the negotiations and the way they view this because of his injury and that just gives them enough leverage now to not get in a big hurry and saying that i mean they need to get something done. i need to move on i mean this is something that should have been done and and, and look i understand both sides i understand their side as far as a quarterback that's it's lame and really doesn't as far as his physicality and not sure uh, the quarterback is going to be but I mean, you look around the, the NFL, RJ, and there's so many other teams that have signed long-time contracts to quarterbacks, and there's quarterbacks that have signed contracts and have been traded. So there's right. a lot that's happened over the last three years. You know, Jared Goff, i.e. Uh, Carson Wentz, to name a couple of them. So I, I think for me, and I think a lot of people, the everyone's really supporting Dak because I think that he needs to get this done. And – and look, it, and I'm to the point now, my last really opinion on this is that if you're going to move forward with this guy, you believe in him, mm-hmm. in which now you're kind of sending vibes out there that you may not believe in him. And I understand the injury, but if you're going to move on and this is going to be your guy, then you got to go ahead and get something done. And I think both sides now, I mean, especially Dak, maybe just a little bit, He's going to have to come off what he previously was asking for uh, because of just the circumstances negotiating, which to me, I think it could get there. I think it's more favorable for the Cowboys. I don't know if you agree with this now, as far as maybe what he was asking for his last contract last year, uh, that maybe they can come to some common ground and get this thing done. Because I know both sides want to, because this, the more this linger the more I think this really changes how they can move forward as a franchise and address other positions and other needs that they have on this team. So when you say that you think it's more favorable for the Cowboys, you're saying like, if you have to, if you have to, you know, percentage out 
leverage. You're putting more right. on the Cowboys side. Yeah. Well, I think both. Well, somewhat, because again, I, this was a very catastrophic injury. It wasn't sure. like a torn ACL. Right. And 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 look, he may come back, and his he have, may not have any problem with his with his ankle whatsoever. But that's just the posture, and that's the you know that's the mentality between you and me sitting across the table and negotiating. The first thing that's going to come up is like, well, you know, how much did you want last time? Well, you wanted third, you wanted forty million or thirty-seven point, whatever. You wanted one hundred twenty-five guaranteed. You know, right mm-hmm. now we'll give you one hundred ten guaranteed, and and not to say that Dak should take that, but to me, I think that's a fair deal. I think that, and and look, you got to go back to and look at what this guy's done. I mean, the his resume as far as the stats and where he he stacks up and slots with other quarterbacks in the National Football RJ. I mean, that's there's that's very prudent. I mean, that is something that's always slotted, and you can't really argue with that. And so, with so I think there's both postures on both sides, and especially after the injury, it, it kind of changes things. So. I do completely agree mm-hmm. that the injury presents a very unique question, right? In that you're right. It's not this conventional injury. It's not something that nobody's ever had before, mm-hmm. but it is, it is certainly more rare. And, and so it's, it's not an Alex Smith injury. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it, there is, it is fair to wonder. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that uh, some people, uh, because it, it does kind of end up like one side versus the other. Some people believe it's, it's cold or unfair for the Cowboys to use that against Dak Prescott. That, I think that's just the reality of negotiating here is that a year ago at this time, if, if we were representing Dak Prescott, something that we would have been saying would have been, look, this dude has never missed a game due to injury. And that's no longer true. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah. an objective data point here. And so out, outside of that, I think that Dak holds I, – if I had to line up percentages, I would say Dak holds – and I know we get, like, cheeky about this on Twitter at BTV, but I would say probably, like, 80 to 85% of the leverage um, because the same we'll, – we'll call it doubt that lingers around the Dak Prescott injury. The same doubt exists tenfold when it comes to finding another quarterback because if you're the Cowboys and, and, and I'm Dak, it's, okay, fine, move on. You know, you're worried about my ankle, you know, well – who's going to be your quarterback if it's not me? You know what I mean? Like, they have no yeah. conceivable option. And that's well, yeah, where- if you have that question mark, go ahead and move on. They're like, well, wait a second. We're, we're, we're not – we're, we're kind of ambivalent about that. But yeah, to your point, yes, exactly. Right. And the other thing here is if I'm Dak or if mm-hmm. I'm representing Dak, the Cowboys last year – and I, I – I can't stress enough. I say this all the time on, on different shows here. I hate the term win now. I hate the term window. That I really just don't like that because I don't, I don't know anybody that's not trying to win now or whatever, but um, I know the team's tank, but that's a whole different point. Anyway, um, last year, the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy because they believed we're, we're close, right? We, we just need this last boost to kind of, um, you know, lock all of these, um, you know, like when you play Tetris, and, and you get like a line and it, it like highlights or whatever it lights up. And then that goes away. Like that was supposed to be Mike McCarthy, the like lighting up of the line and locking everything into place. And then you bring back Kellen Moore, right. On, on a three-year deal. And, and you, and so, and then you, you bring in Dan Quinn after the mistake of Mike Nolan, he's on a three-year deal. So now you're new. If you want to call it a window is the next three years. Cause that's the, that's the timeline you've set your coordinators up on. So are you, 
are you are you focused on now? You know, because if you really believe that Kellen Moore is this fantastic offensive coordinator, what are you going to give him for the next? You know, is is his first? You're going to waste thirty three percent of that window on on learning something new. And like, I just think there's no doubt. I mean, I don't care who you think um, outside of Russell Wilson. And and it was reported on Monday that um, it it would conceivably take three first round picks to get Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's better than Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong, but he's not three first round picks better than Dak Prescott. And so (laughs) that, (laughs) right. I I would rather have Dak Prescott in three first round picks, but anyway, that's when now (laughs) exactly. But, but if you just look at every other you know, detail here. You have this head coach that, and again, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it for the purposes of this point. You have this head coach that exemplifies this win now philosophy. You have these coordinators that kind of exemplify this win now in this three year window philosophy. You play in a division that is absolute dog crap that you can roll through next year and conceivably for the next couple of years because the Eagles are so down. The Giants, yeah, they've got Daniel Jones, whatever. I know Washington's got a great defense, but they have the biggest quarterback questions throughout the entire thing. And so like, and, and you play in the weaker conference and I don't mean any disrespect to the Green Bay Packers or the reigning Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, but you don't play in the conference with the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Bills and the Titans like you, you have the arguably I, I would I would say that any team in the NFL would want to be in the position that you're in. And I just don't know why they're peeing down their leg with this Dak Prescott thing, because that like, have you ever Tony encountered a problem? Um, maybe like. I don't know. Your something happened to your pool. Something happened to your car. What of your maybe one of your. I was golf- praying last weekend that my that my pipes wouldn't burst, and I was right. Very, yeah, right. So and you know I I know I was, I was doing a lot of praying. I was very fortunate. Right. I know <laughs> that you um you're you're the man in the house, and and there's a problem. TC puts on the overalls and, and the hard hat and goes out and fixes it. But um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm you sure. want to annoy me to do that, but yeah, that's the. But I'm sure there's been a pro- for the dudes around the house. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's been a problem at some point in your life. Maybe, maybe in the in the world of golf, maybe your your 60 degree wedge wasn't cutting it, and you say, you know what, this wedge just sucks. I'm just gonna buy a new one, right? I, I that's what I need to buy a new wedge. I need to buy a new driver, new putter, whatever. And it's a problem that you know. People love to say, like, I wish I could throw money at this problem. This is literally a problem that you could just throw money. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you have to learn a trade or a skill to fix this. It's literally just a monetary issue. You know, to your point about my wedge, I always I've been playing golf for a long time, and for some reason, if I if I try that philosophy, it does. It's it's always the guy that's hitting the ball. But you know, the throw money. This is a perfect example because you moved on from a defensive coordinator. You go out and get Dan Quinn, right. who's qualified at that, and Mike McCarthy, as you mentioned, and you Kellen Moore. And now you you need the the main ingredient that's a quarterback. So to me, there shouldn't be any resistance to that, and. You know, if you're Mike McCarthy and you're this dude that's supposed to come in and have this great offense and has to, re, you know, revert back to when he was in Green Bay, taking him to, right. you know, all that stuff. So now you have, you have to get your quarterback signed because this is the thing that's holding you back. It is lingering out there in the bowels about the fact that you still haven't signed Dak Prescott. And this has been the narrative. It was last year. And, you know, I, I, I get that after one year, but now it's like, well, this is your first thing that you have to take care of. You have to figure a way out in the salary cap to get him signed to a contract that's fair to both sides and then move on mm-hmm. because then there's other things you have to look at. You looked at the defensive side of the ball. 
You look at is Michael Gallup. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to be, are you going to sign him to a contract? Right. You've got so many questions. You have to restructure contact contract. You look at the deep offensive line, Tyron Smith, is he going to be, able, you got to restructure his deal because you, to me, sometimes it, it seems to me he's hanging on a thread as far as him being right. able to physically play. So the quarterback is the first and foremost, foremost thing you have to get taken care of. And this should be, it should already be taken care of. I mean, I understand that before it gets to the, the fish, you know, the, the March 9th or that time of free agency, when that opens up and everything that goes starts the, the process, it's gotta be get It's gotta get done before then. I just feel like that that's, if you really are sincere about moving on and really rectifying it. And, and as you mentioned, as a, a division that's, that's been really, really bad. Yeah. This is the, the great time. And, and then let's move on. It's, I mean, it's just so hard. If, if the Cowboys last year had hired Matt rule or had, had somehow gone to Lincoln Riley route, I would understand the indecision more a little bit, I guess, um, from the perspective of maybe you want to move on, right? For what, fine. I, I think Dak Prescott's the guy, but maybe you don't, you know, Cowboys. That's, I'm not talking to you, Tony, talking to the Cowboys here because they, they're big <laughs> 750 listeners. And so, but, but because, because that would signify this, not not rebuild, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a different era. Kind of look at the way Matt Rules handled the Carolina Panthers, letting go of Cam Newton last year and, and now kind of trying to find this guy. And so that's the thing. I, I honestly think that I, I would I would the worst option to me is Dak playing on the tag this year and, and just living in this this purgatory for another year. I would almost actually I would rather them say, you know what, Dak, just leave, just leave in free agency. You know why, Cowboys? Because you have the 10th overall pick because Dak Prescott is a badass and he's probably going to play 16 games next year, God willing. And so he's going to be way too good for you to have a top 10 pick again next year. And so then you're going to be further out of range next offseason. And here's the other thing, Tony, is we keep hearing all about how there's going to be all this quarterback movement across the NFL this offseason. We've already seen to your point point Jared Goff Matthew Stafford and Carson Wentz all traded that is going to stabilize and so this this kind of QB you know free-for-all that is happening that won't be the case next year next year everything you'll, you'll be a year late to the party just like you are to paying quarterbacks here and so if you're going to move on do it now you know don't drag your feet here because you're going to make it worse for you in the long run and to your point Tony then you're going to move on next year with Michael Gallup maybe leaving Tyron Smith's mm-hmm. a year older Lyle Collins is a year older maybe Demarcus Lawrence is starting to regress I mean so so you're and and then Kellen Moore saying you know what dude uh Boise called again or whatever I'm getting the hell out of Dodge because this is terrible and so I I think to me option one is pay Dak option two is let Dak walk the the option of letting Dak play out on the tag is just categorically irresponsible to me well in in the the whole Matthew Stafford I think to me it's a unique situation because as you mentioned they want to win now and obviously Jared Goff was didn't fit in their plans they traded him obviously to Detroit but you take Matthew Stafford you put him in that environment on that franchise and they can win now. And I think Matthew Stafford will flourish and they got great receivers and obviously Aaron Donald defense. So you know about about that. Now you look at the Cowboys and you try to do that same analogy. Dak Prescott, you sign him to, you know, whether he's Fran, well, hopefully he'll get an extension and get a contract, but put him in this environment and the landscape of the Cowboys and, they're far, a lot farther apart in my eye because there are other things around them that need to be taken care of. And 
But I mean, you have to, the vote of confidence is a quarterback. And, you know, I, at first I was looking at the, probably the wrong, maybe not the, the right perspective, because I was thinking of the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, what does this do to the rest of the team, the message you send when you're not signing someone like Dak Prescott? Because he's a great guy. That's mm-hmm. another thing. If he does get the franchise tag, I guarantee it. It'll be another another year of Dak Prescott. Okay, I'll, gam- I'll bet on myself. Yeah. And I'll go out there next year. And if I ball like I did for the first six games, then you're going to have to either get, you know, I'm going to either get, you know, I'm going to move on or you're going to have to sign to an extension because he is going to get paid 37, you know, whatever the t- that tag price is, what that's right. going to be for a quarterback. So, you know, there's too many, there's two things you can look at it. And it's, uh, it's always the business of taking care of the quarterback. That's the first thing for most quarterbacks and most teams that really are good. That is the message that's sent and that's the vote of confidence. And to me, it just comes off as now, eh, we're not really sold on Dak Prescott. And that right. to me is the wrong message you want to send right now, because again, there's a lot of other things they need to take care of after Dak Prescott signed. Right. So I agree with you that the most logical conclusion that can be drawn, uh, mm-hmm. if we're trying to understand the Cowboys point here, it's that they are not sold on Dak Prescott. I right. think that's a stupid conclusion, but, but still it's the, it's the most logical one that makes sense. And so if that's the case, there are bigger problems, right? <laughs> like, like if they truly cannot identify that he is a, you know, and, and I think that I, I, I hesitate to use the word disrespect. Like a lot of people will say that on Twitter and stuff. And like the Cowboys have compensated Dak Prescott well in the sense that they, they paid him $31 million this past year, you know, whatever. Um, but, but every, you know, every critics first thing, Tony, that they say, because you just said, right. If Dak Prescott plays six games, whatever, he only you know, didn't make it through five last year, but you know, well, what's going to happen? What if he gets mm-hmm. hurt again? And my retort to that would be Carson Wentz was literally the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. And a team gave up multiple day two picks and he is unquestionably the starter. And this, this isn't just some like scrub team that Mm -hmm. sucks. This was a playoff team. And I know that, you know, Phillip Rivers retired and the stars kind of perfectly aligned, but the point is like, you can be that bad, but if you're a quarterback, the world is different for you. That's just the reality of the position. The rules and they do not apply to the quarterback because it is such a, an important position. And it's, and it's the way you, you, you know, these owners and these GMs contradict each other when they say they're not going to pay their quarterback. Well, as you just mentioned, you look at Carson Wentz, you look at some of these other quarterbacks that gotten paid bank, you know, and, and they're not there anymore. And you, I think that Carson Wentz is a great example. I mean, for me, that's the, that I'd be hammering on that leverage. I'd be, I'd be that'd be written everywhere, blasted, <laughs> and why I went in the, across the table. Look what Carson Wentz got, and look what he where he's at now. Yeah. And but I, you got to remember, whenever whenever Dak when they started negotiating, uh, reports were that he wanted more. He wanted close to forty million a year, and that wasn't that was more than the Eagles are paying Carson Wentz under his contract. But he was still guaranteed a hundred mil. But to the point about again, it all comes back to look. This is. We need to send a message, and I don't think. Here's the thing: I don't think that that's when people, our listeners, when they they get a little too sentimental. I think because it is a business, and those things sure. happen. And and look, I don't I don't blame both sides. 
But I do, I do blame the Cowboys if they don't just go ahead and get this done because it comes down to a simple question. Who are they going to get that's better? Right. I mean, who out there in the market are they going to get that's better? Cheaper? I mean, you know, we saw what Andy Dalton, what he brought last year, and right. nothing close to what obviously the Dak would, 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 would bring if he was healthy. So that is the, the question, and that's the noise people hate to hear. I agree with you, and I think that, you know, we get – we get a lot of people who say like, oh, you guys never criticize Dak, whatever. I think there's fault to go around on both sides here, right? There, there, it took it took two to get to this point, certainly. However, uh, people often say, Tony, I'm sure you've heard at one point, history, the, the history books are written by the winners, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the yeah. reality. And right. and one way or another, Dak is going to win this. However you define win, he's either going to get the big contract that he wanted because you're right. The the original report a couple of years ago about $40 million from Jane Slater. She told us about that here over mm-hmm. the summer um, looked, looked silly, you know, and there was all this joking around, but he's going to get that. That's, that's literally market rate right now. Mm-hmm. He is going to get that or, or damn near close, a lot closer than people thought he was going to get. So he's either going to get that or he's going to get to hit true free agency, which never happens. And so he is going to be the winner in this story one way or the other. And and all the other ancillary stuff will be kind of forgotten. I want to go back to one point, though. Um, you mentioned that this will have an impact on the team. I told you about this a couple of weeks ago when we had Emmett Smith on during the week of the Super Bowl. Um, and we asked him about this. He said, you know, it's it's going to it's going to happen. This is going to bleed into the rest of the team. And I feel like it maybe already has because every dude during all of their press conferences, all their media appearances are asked about how do you feel about Dak? You know what I mean? It's, it's a thing. And so to that point, I think Emmett's a great example when he held out. I mean, it was, you've told the story about Charles Haley before. I mean, that was something that you were all acutely aware of, right? That, that Emmett needed to get paid. Yeah, it, it, it's everywhere. I mean, it's always, I mean, they're not there in the locker room. It's totally a void. I mean, you don't have, you know, when Zeke went through it, when all your, in, when all these, you know, these people, these, all these players hold out, it's different than the quarterback because the quarterback really doesn't come to that point where they're not there unless they're, they're injured like he was last year, for example, obviously Dak Prescott. And mm-hmm. so it kind of perpetuates through the, the walls. And, and, and look, I think as a player, you understand that it's a business and you're trying to get as much as you can while you can right because you never know when it's going to end i i'll beat that that dead horse every every time and and because that is the the feeling and i think with dak he's a true born leader he's unselfish Uh, the things that he does off the field are amazing he's amazing dude has an amazing story and you know the, the the biggest thing in this is that the value you put on leadership is just, it's an intangible thing, uh, RJ. And there's a lot of guys out there that quarterbacks that uh, I guess with all this, you know, this, this evolution of Tom Brady and all right. these other quarterbacks that you play for. Right. And yeah. Dak has that type of, of bravado with him. He has that type of presence. And to me, that is invaluable, man. And to me, that's why, I really think that Dak Prescott is your, is is the best answer for their quarterback position because of all those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for me, you can't you can't put a price on that. I mean, that's that's something you either have it or you don't as far as leadership. And that's what you got to be paid for. I think to that point, it was literally the one week after he got hurt last season. 
that the report about players having issues with, with the coaching staff came out. And I mean, obviously this is impossible to prove, but I mean, that type of thing doesn't happen if Dak Prescott's in the locker room every day, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's his impact. I mean, we, we saw how broken the team was yeah. without him, both on the field and off the field in that capacity. And obviously it was a long season and a lot of things happened. Yeah, but- and, and yeah, and, and RJ, it just looked like they looked around and were looking at each other for answers. And no one had an answer for that leadership or mm-hmm. which direction to go because, you know, it was a team that was spiraling out of, you know, out of control. I mean, as you mentioned, guys calling out coaches and just – you, know, you need someone in to hold down the fort and someone to be the glue. And as I mentioned, you know, that leadership and those guys that quarterbacks in the league that you'll go out there and battle your ass off for, there's not too many of them. They're really, there's really not the ones that are winners, the teams that win. Right. And I think, I mean, you, you can speak to this more. You've, you've played the game at a different level, but if, if the Cowboys moved on for whatever reason, I mean, obviously there would be one reason, but if the Cowboys moved on, whoever the new dude was, right. I feel like there would be, it, it would be a very difficult job to have because there would be this natural, for lack of a better word, resentment um, mm-hmm. by everybody, right? Like you're not Dak, right? I mean, like, like just that has to be a thing again. I've never been there, so I can't speak to that. But well, like, it's totally different the transition from Romo to to Dak. Right. I mean, totally different because of Romo's history as far as getting injured. It'd be right. totally different. I think some people may have resented that. I mean, there, it seemed to me there's a lot of people that didn't like Tony Romo. There was more people that did dislike Tony Romo than there's people that dislike Dak Prescott. I mean, there's people who say I don't pay him because he had what has he done, but. I mean, right. to that point, yeah, I think that, you know, the resentment for not getting getting him signed, yeah, I think, I mean, because who, who are you going to turn to? There's not really anything, any answer to that right now, especially someone who's been, has been proven, has been on the team, has proved himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, where are you going to turn? You really don't have much, you can't really justify your decision to move on from a guy that's already proven, although injured last year, but a guy that's been proven and a guy that you think went 100, 100% and you know is going to be a franchise quarterback. Right. So I completely agree, right? And I, I think it's important, and you, you've had contract negotiations with the Cowboys, so you can certainly attest to this. I think it's important for the Cowboys to win, right? They, they want to be the winners in the negotiations. They want to be the winners. They, they want to be viewed as the winners. They want to be viewed as the smarter ones, however you want to term it. And in that respect, there is only one way they can win this outside of, of because if they pay Dak, they lose, right? If, if they pay Dak, the, the tweets, the headlines, you know, the blogs, everything is Dak Prescott's the, you know, hundred, however many million dollars total guaranteed, $40 million a year, whatever hypothetical number it is. The Cowboys cave, the Cowboys bent the knee. Like that's the story. If the Cowboys pay him, the only way, that the Cowboys are the winners where Dak Prescott is not their quarterback is if they improve, right? Like if, if they undeniably improve at the position and there's only one option. And I, I'm, I say that loosely, like, I don't think it's a, a super serious option, but the only option is another quarterback who has still to this point, never missed a game due to injury, right. In, in Russell Wilson, that's the only other option. And so my war, and I love Russell. I, and I, I don't think either of us or anybody listening can say with a straight face that Dak is better than Russell because he's not, and that's okay. But to that point, 
my worry is that the Cowboys will say that is the only way that we can win this is if we go get Russell Wilson. So see you later, Dak. We're going to pay the three first round picks because to us, it's that important to win. And we're going to go get that guy. He's a great leader. He's got all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, that is a bit of a worry that I have. Well, and, and, and look, I, I understand that if that, if that was your pro- sole problem was quarterback, I'd say, go out and get Russell Wilson. But you had a plethora of different problems last year. It wasn't just your quarterback. You saw what happened when you lost your quarterback. Your defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. You were horrible on special teams. I mean, there was more problems than just the quarterback. I'll go. That was your bright spot. That was the only thing that was really kept you in games before he got hurt. That was Dak because he's out there balling and putting up these huge numbers. And if he would have continued through the season and they would have got better on defense – who knows how far you would have gone in that really atrocious division you played in right. last year, the NFC East. So that it was, wasn't your problem. So you didn't need to go out and get Russell Wilson. Like, okay, if we got Russell Wilson last year, we would have, we would have went to the Super Bowl. No, no, you wouldn't have done that. Because again, you couldn't, you couldn't compliment each other because of the lack of defense. So to me, I don't, I don't buy those, those, those uh, bill of goods because that doesn't apply to their situation. I agree with you a hundred percent, but what is the, it's a bird in the hand is better than mm-hmm. two in the, in the bush. Is that what, or yeah, bushel? Two in um, the bush, yeah. Um, that's my, my concern <laughs> is that, that the Cowboys, the Cowboys have this beautiful bird in their hand. Right. And they're like, but, but there might be two in the bush, you know, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the worry. And, and like, to, I agree with you a hundred percent. It would, it would be so dumb. Like it would be in one way, it would be awesome to see Russell Wilson play for the Cowboys just because that would be entertaining. But that would set their team back so far. And then a year or two years from now, we'd be having these conversations like, man, Russell Wilson wasn't enough. And it's like, yeah, you know why he's not enough? Because the Cowboys have a whole lot of issues that Russell Wilson by himself can't fix. And and so and then but at some point, and, and this is what is the most frustrating thing. At some point, the NFC East conceivably is going to get it together, right? At, at some point, the Giants are, are going to be legitimate. At some point, Washington, they're on the way right now. It's going to be legitimate. At some point, Philly, everyone's going to get over themselves and they're going to have a common cause. I mean, to be fair, they did just win the Super Bowl three years ago. But at some point, this cakewalk you're on is going to get much more difficult. And and then maybe you get better. But then it, it's not good enough because your competition is, is so tough. And so it's just frustrating to watch them kind of spoil that. Yeah, it, and, and you mentioned your point, the NFC is going to become better. And you don't want to see the Cowboys regress and keep regressing and everyone else gets better and improves while you're still just trying to figure out what you want to do. I mean, that is not something you want to be known to uh, as that team that has all these question marks is is really just uh, doesn't have an urgency to get something done. And, you know, decision-making at this point forward. And I, I got to tell you, RJ, when you said that, I'm a big proponent of you got to win now because the clock is running out on the, the core players I have on the team and I sure. you know, their offensive line. So, I mean, they have got to, you're always the philosophy is to win now. And of course, there's a lot of guys, teams that are rebuilding, but this is not a team that's rebuilding. I mean, they're three or four, maybe two or three, couple of draft picks, three players away from really being good. And, and the best, the, the, the single best thing they can do to get them closer to that, to where they need to go is getting their damn quarterback signed. Right. I agree with you. And to be clear, the only thing I hate about the term win now is I hate the idea that somebody is not win now. 
You know what I mean? Like, like when you say, oh, so-and-so is in a, in a win now mode, it's like, well, they're always in a win now mode. You know, like this isn't, they're not more win now than they were a year ago. That's all I hate about it. But to that point, the Cowboys are on the verge, Tony. And it's honestly more likely than it's not that they are going to go the entire run of the great offensive line that they had with Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick and Zach Martin and come away empty. And that, yeah. that, that's a damn shame. I mean, like you look at these, uh, it would be, it would have been a shame if the Legion of boom had never won a super bowl because they were awesome. Like mm-hmm. elite groups deserve to win super bowls yeah. together. Like the y'all's triplets, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's a shame when, when those things don't pay off and they've already seen Travis Frederick retired. Jason Witten has retired twice. I mean, like, you know, uh, I mean, so, and, 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 and you have, I don't want to get into the weeds here, but, the on paper, their current wide receiver trio of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb on paper is one of the best trios at wide receiver that they have ever had in franchise history in terms of talent. I, I realize yeah. other other trios are more Absolutely. accomplished. And so to your point earlier, Michael Gallup set to be a free agent next year. You mm-hmm. are conceivably going to go two straight years where you had Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb and come up empty. And, and that's just really depressing that you have had, you know, it, it would be, it, it, it's, it's almost easier, I think, to stomach if you are, um, like, remember that Browns jersey that had all the quarterbacks that, you know, started for them and yeah. everything, like all the, it, it's like almost. a hundred in a decade, something right. like that. <laughs> and so it's almost easier to stomach, you know, losing or, or not being enough then because it's, man, we just can't find the talent, right? Like, you have found the talent. Like, you have found it multiple times at multiple positions. And so, and, and again, it's not like the problem that you're currently in is unavoidable. All, all yeah. it takes is, is a little bit of, of, of humble pie and they don't want to eat it yeah and, I, it's, and that's why i'm the notion that look this is you know that hourglass is about ready to run out on you and right. with the players that you have in place and defensively which was uh last year was just a disaster i don't i don't like that was just a you need a mulligan after that year but mm. unfortunately you don't get mulligans in the national football league because a year is a year and you, you take it off the calendar and look it was a crazy year for everyone but you know, for the for cowboy, the you know, for the cowboys and decision making, you know, there's got to be some conciseness. I mean, they're they gotta be they have got to be on point as far as what they need to do. And again, I think the easiest thing to fix, and I'm not I'm not the one signing the checks, right? <laughs> but the easiest thing, easiest thing that I think that you can fix and move on and sleep at night, maybe again, a, a part of me keeps, you know, I have this voice telling me that, yeah, well. He's a he's a little he's damaged goods right now, Dak Prescott. And then part of me says, well, look what he did six games. Is he going to come back and play? And and I think that that's, you know, that's I understand that. I mean, that's legit. You, know, you right. may have some some uh, hesitancy hesitancy and 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 signing a long term deal, but sure. I mean, look, I think that that's the easiest thing to do is because again, he's a proven commodity. So you know, pay the guy the money and compromise and. You know, they both can be right. I agree with you. This is the last thing I'll say. Yeah. If, if you're the Cowboys, you have two gambles. Yeah, you have to take one. Gamble one, it, it, moving on from Dak Prescott, is trusting your ability to find a quarterback, even though the two best who you have had, basically outside of having the number one overall pick when, when the team took Troy Aikman, obviously, has been an undrafted free agent in Tony Romo 
and a fourth round pick that they stumbled ass backwards into in Dak <laughs> Prescott when they wanted Paxton Lynch and Connor Cook instead. So you are not good at this. You know what I'm saying? So like what? Like I cannot that- think of the list of quarterbacks. You mentioned the quarterbacks of the Browns. Adley. You look the last before Romo or, yeah. or after. Yeah, before Romo. I mean, look yeah. at the list of quarterbacks I'll- between that time frame. All the people that the Cowboys <laughs> drafted with the intention of being something legitimate for them at quarterback were disasters. Yeah. So so that's option one is you gamble on your own deficiency, which is finding the most important position in the game. Option number two is a gamble. I won't disagree with that at all. You are gambling that Dak Prescott is not going to have any health issues and is going to play very well for you for the foreseeable future. You That same person, though, Dak Prescott, prior to the freak injury that he sustained, had never missed a game due to injury, was progressing, was turning into something absolutely incredible, and has been nothing but exemplary for you, your franchise, on the field, off the field, having taken over for the other dude who you stumbled ass backwards into and did so in incredibly flawless fashion, both in a public and private you know, sense of everything. I mean, it, it, the, the gamble to take is very obvious to me. Well, and, and, and to the point about gambling, I mean, they really didn't gamble when they drafted Dak Prescott. I got right. him in the fourth round. So I guess you're going to give him credit, give him credit for finding him in the fourth round and be able to pull that off. But the latter one, B, the one that you just you, you talked about, that's the one I'm going to go with, the one that – because, again, it's hard to draft quarterbacks. It's hard to find them. And if you got one – just, I don't even think it's a gamble. I mean, it's it has nothing to do. It, it's a gamble if he if he's not a hundred percent and he doesn't produce like he did before. But I don't think that that's going to be the case because again, I think that he's he's smart enough. He's a good enough quarterback. He's athletic enough. Uh, and and look, he's he's a competitor and he's a leader. So to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that stock all day long and I'm just gonna hold on to it as long as I can. I agree with you. May not be like GameStop when it, <laughs> when it went through the roof, but uh, it, it's it'll be a good Apple stock to to hold on for a while. I agree with you a hundred percent. And and the last I know I said last, but the last thing is you said uh, it's a gamble unless he's not a hundred percent. Nope, nobody is a hundred percent. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like you're you're chasing this idea that that doesn't exist. And, and that's not, just not, a cliche. You, but, when, yeah, but I'm just right. but we do throw that out there. You you're right, but. It's, He's he's healthy. I mean, when he's fully right. healthy, that's that's a hundred percent my eye. Um, Tony, it was a good chat as always. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Genesis out at Riviera. Uh, good tournament. Congratulations to Max Homa getting the dub. I thought it might have yeah. been Tony Finau's day, but it wasn't. Yeah. How about the win? Did you see? Did you see how? Oh bad God! The on Saturday. Was? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. That was nuts. That's where you hit your little knockdown shot, right? But you right. can't even knock it down because it, it was blowing the balls off the green when they were putting. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It was nice to watch considering what we the duress of weather we've been through here in Texas over the last week. It was nice to see the you know, Christine and plush looking right. golf courses. It kind of puts you in a good place, but I'm ready to play some golf, brother. Agreed. Well, go throw money at a new wedge or putter or driver, whatever it is. Uh, everybody, hopefully we get some some positive DAC news sooner rather than later. We'll talk to you next week. This was the 750.